up. Right, let's turn to the next part of today's program. I'm really delighted to be joined on the line by the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan. Cruz, it's so good to speak to you again today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm very well, Noreen. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm good. It's lovely to hear your voice and welcome back. How was your trip abroad? It was a lovely trip abroad, thank you. It was extremely stressful because it was with three children, so I won't say it was restful, but it was, you know, inspiring and refreshing in different ways. Amazing, amazing. So what have you got for our listeners this morning? Um, I want to talk about pearls. Oh, pearls. Um, pearls, as in the gemstone pearls. And um, I was just, I, actually, I came across a video of someone harvesting pearls from um, clams. And I was like, oh, of course, that's where pearls come from. Like, you know, you know that. But then I hadn't really thought about it. And I was like, actually, it's quite interesting, pearls, you know, um, that they come from these like living creatures in our oceans. And then they, but they have so much like kind of, there's a lot of stereotypes around them, you know, like a string of pearls is quite a prim and proper and ladylike thing to have. And then they're quite coveted in some ways. And there's very expensive pearls. And anyway, long story short, I wanted to look into it. So Go ahead. I, 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 I like pearls. I think. Do you like them? Do you have any? I do. I'm wearing some pearl earrings that I got Ooh, from the, the, the jewelry fair. I, I'm not in any way connected to the jewelry fair at all. But if you go at the right time, at the right place, you can buy a pair of pearl earrings, real pearl earrings for $50. And that's wow. it. <laughs> it well, we're going to find out a little bit more about the value of pearls. So yes. listen in. Yes. Um, so people around the world have treasured pearls for thousands and thousands of years. They're often called the queen of jewels because they have this sort of timeless quality about them, right? So even though they have long-standing popularity, there are a lot of things that we don't know about them. Firstly, of course, if you're not aware, pearls are the only gemstone to come from a living creature. So despite being classified as a gemstone, and they are classified as a gemstone, they're very, very different to like rubies, sapphires, emeralds, diamonds, because they're the only gem to come from a, a living creature. They come from They come from oysters and mussels and shellfish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, natural pearls are one of the world's rarest jewels. So this is quite an interesting thing. Less than one in every 10,000 wild oysters contain pearls. So as the popular, yeah, it's quite, they're very red. This is wild, um, this is wild oyster. This is natural pearls. There's different types of pearls we'll get into. Now, as the popularity of these gems really grew in the first part of the 20th century, the the population of occurring oyster beds in the ocean's waters became severely depleted from overfishing. Because once, obviously, someone cottoned onto the fact you get a pearl out of an oyster, they just ripped through and took them all. So um, actually, and even today, the population of wild oysters still hasn't completely recovered as a result, right? So this is why natural pearls are one of the rarest jewels on the planet. Um, But the first ever artificial round pearl was created by someone called Kokichi Mikimoto, who was credited as the first man to create a cultured or cultivated pearl. pearl. So in, in 1878, which is quite a long time ago, really, he began to methodically test ways to develop these gemstones in his own oyster beds. And after nearly two decades of trial and error, two decades, my goodness, he succeeded and received a patent for cultured pearls in 1896. And this significantly significantly impacted the pearl industry because not only did his discovery help fulfill the global demand in a more sustainable way, but it also put a dent in the natural pearl market. And that's because people 
began to opt for these less expensive, more round pearls. So his, his, he had a dream. Mikimoto's dream was that to adorn the necks of all women around the world with pearls. Like that was his, everyone will be wearing pearls, right? Um, so yes, and, and actually today, an estimated 99% of pearls on the market are cultured. So this is a trend that, you know, his work has really informed the pearl industry since then. Um, which is super, super interesting. Um, now, do you have, uh, sorry, I was meaning to ask you, do you have any pearls? Do you like pearls? Uh, you know, I never really used to, but then I think I found some interesting pieces of jewelry with it once. I once bought my sister a necklace with like kind of a large pearl on it. It was like oh. a, wasn't a very rare pearl, obviously, but it was, um, it wasn't very round. It was um, sort of a natural looking one, but wouldn't have been a natural pearl because it didn't cost that much. And then it had tiny little sterling silver barnacles stuck around it and oh. it hung on a chain and it was beautiful. So it was cool. a beautiful piece of jewelry. Yeah, it was really cool. And I always liked that. But otherwise, I've always thought they didn't really suit me. I always thought they were for people who are a lot more together than me. You know, like they have a real sense of like, you know, Coco Chanel is very famous for wearing <laughs> pearls. And I am nothing like Coco Chanel. So, um, but I do think they are very beautiful in so many ways. And I just think the whole essence of them being, you know, like, you know, uh, born from that little bit of sand irritating something and then becoming glossed over with a pearl forming is quite like there's a metaphor in there somewhere that I haven't quite figured out. But yeah, I love the concept of them for sure. Mm. But um, if we talk about the oldest pearls and we go back quite far into history, um, Cleopatra used to use pearls to win a bet. So according to a famous legend, Cleopatra wanted to prove to Mark Antony that he could host that he, she could host the most expensive dinner in history. And she was known to have owned two of the world's largest pearls at the time, which she wore as earrings. And she instructed her servants to bring her potent vinegar and then dropped one of the pearls into the vinegar, dissolving it. And she continued to drink what she, what can be dubbed as the world's most expensive cocktail. Isn't that amazing? Like this she concept dissolved of like, the pearl to drink She dissolved it. the pearl because the value of it would have oh, been yeah. so high. You know, that that's how expensive it would have been to, to eat that expensive dinner, which I thought was really interesting. Um, the oldest pearl ever it's found... It's like when people like, put gold dust on their yes, food exactly, these days. exactly, which I fail to see the thinking <laughs> behind. But yeah, obviously it's a slightly different demographic than I am dining in. Um, the oldest pearl ever found dates back 7,500 years. So... You may be surprised to learn there's a lot of significance with pearls in the Roman Empire, but they're relevant even further back in history. In 2012, French researchers discovered what they thought was the oldest pearl ever found. It was in a gravesite in the United Arab Emirates and given the name of Umm al-Khwan to represent the region of the country it was found. And scientists used carbon dating to determine it was over seven and a half thousand years ago, which is pretty amazing. Like, you know, that, that we've had like lots of ancient civilizations have found this quite a beautiful thing. And I can understand it because if you think about holding a, an oyster in your hand, it is a remarkable thing, but it is not a thing of beauty, right, in a conventional term, right? <laughs> it's a bit, yes, a bit odd, odd, oddly shaped. But yes, of, yeah. oddly shaped. I mean, like, we can say, yes, it's beautiful because it's beautiful. of what it represents exactly. as a natural world. But in terms of, like, an object of, like, luxury, it doesn't seem to strike it. And then the fact that this kind of misshapen, discolory, you know, multi, you know, not 
beautifully coloured thing that you open it up and that you find this real gem inside it is I can see why that would have captivated civilizations for generations. Um, it's just quite remarkable, you know. It's like the whole concept of finding a diamond in the rough. It's finding a pearl in an oyster, I suppose. <laughs> oh, I like um, that analogy a lot. Yes. Yeah, um, but they yeah, so they can all take. It takes at least how long do they take to to grow as well? So they can take quite a long time actually. So in most cases, it takes about six months to produce a pearl, but sometimes it can be as long as twenty four months. And this procedure begins most of the time with cultivated pearls when a pearl farmer delicately implants a tiny nucleus inside the mollusk. And then the growth of the pearl is influenced by how long it takes to recover from the implantation. And so once this process is over and the mollusk is fully recovered, the pearl begins to grow as the mollusk covers the nucleus with layers of this thing called nacre. And that's, that's what creates the pearl. And so Chinese freshwater pearls um, can grow up to five millimeters per year, while Japanese Akoya pearls only grow up 0.3 millimeters a year. So there's a lot to be said oh. in terms of that, you know, the value that you have there, too. Um, and I've seen so, yeah. different colors for different pearls because um, like the, the, the South China pearl is really sought after. and That's got a sort of yellowy tinge to it. I think it's a South China pearl. And there's yes. a black pearl as well, which is quite uh, unique as well. So they're different color pearls, too. There are. So there's lots of different types of pearls. So you've got fresh, the main two categories, like freshwater and seawater pearls. Um, and so pearls can be cultured through human intervention in fresh and seawater. So we can do both, right? So as I said, natural pearls are obviously the ones that are most coveted. But um, in terms of cultivation, um, you know, freshwater pearls are made in freshwater by mussels in rivers, lakes and ponds. And saltwater pearls are from oysters in the ocean. Now, the, the nacre, I'm not saying that properly, but the, um, the stuff that grows over to create the pearl of freshwater pearls is thicker but less glossy than saltwater pearls. So um, the three main saltwater pearls are Akoya, Tahitian, and South Sea pearls. So that must be what you're thinking of, like South Sea pearls oh, yes, there. South sea pearl. And they're very valued for the variety of their color, shape, and size. And Tahitian pearls are the ones that we see with a darker tint. You know, they have that kind of, like you said, that bluey, blacky, shiny, gray kind of thing going there as well. But the best known saltwater pearls are Japanese Akoya pearls. Um, so they're, they're like they're very interesting. It's like there's lots of different shapes they come in as well. Even the the cultured ones that are cultivated, like they're round, near round, semi round, oval, button, drop, baroque, and semi baroque. I mean, there's a lot mm. of different ways of talking about pearls. I think and the course, round ones are the most sort of sought after because they're really yes. hard to to make it that shape. And the yes, flatter the ones, are, of them. exactly the, the the flatter ones. But actually, I like the flatter ones. I think they come in sort of it's sort of more unique and more random. But of course, that's you know know, a very personal uh, taste kind of thing. Yes, I agree. I think like, I think that's the thing. I like those pearls that look like they're of something natural, right? As opposed to the ones that come out so perfectly round. Um, it does seem a little bit more, um, like you said, like there's things have happened to it. It's been, you know, it's been, it looks manufactured and perfect. Um, but as you mentioned, South Sea pearls, they're very hard to miss because they, um, they do range in, uh, they do come in a range of different colors from kind of a very optic white to a really deep honey gold. And they have a soft, luxurious reflection. And Tahitian pearls are the ones you're thinking of for their natural exotic black color. But they can come in any kind of range of um, colors too. They can be light, creamy white, green, deep black. And that color comes from the oyster's black lips. So inside the oyster itself, 
that color is why um, it is that. And also what's hilarious is that they're called Tahitian pearls, but they're farmed in French Polynesia. They're not from Tahiti. (laughs) It must just be like a branding exercise. It just sounds great, you know. Tahitian pearls. Yeah. um, But here in, um, you know, in in the region we're in right now, um, pearls grow in, um, we get a lot in China that have been grown in mussels from rivers and lakes. And mussels can actually create more than one pearl at a time. So, um, so yeah, so that's probably where a lot of the pearls that we, we find in this part of the world come from and why they're very, very popular and quite common. Although you said, like, they're still a beautiful thing, but, like, you know, that's the reason that a lot of people have found them, um, uh, you know, very sought after and very desirable. So, yeah, so they're very, very special pearls in lots of ways. Um, they're, you know, they are the world's oldest gem um, in a way that people have been using them as a gem. Um, when people have started looking for seafood along the seashore, cracking open shells, that's where they'd start to find they'd start to find pearls. And we have, um, we even have a dawn, uh, we even have fragments of pearl jewelry found in the sarcophagus of a Persian prince back to 420 BC. So they've been around for a really long time. Chinese royalty received them as gifts as early as 2300 BC. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's quite fascinating. And I love this idea that these, these specific types of oysters and mussels that we, you know, are quite ubiquitous in a lot of different environments around the world. Um, all can grow pearls. So you have pearls cropping up here in, you know, in, in China, in, um, in, the Ar- in Arab cultures, in the Persian Gulf, um, in lots of different places. Of course, in you know French Polynesia, as we just we just learned as well. So I think it's really interesting that we're all kind of united by finding all these pearls, right? Um, but yeah, I love that. There's, there's definitely a metaphor in it because it is this like irritant that is created, like, you know, other gemstones are created through pressure, right? So like volcanic rock, pressure creates diamonds. We all know that, right? That's why they're so rare, what's happening geologically. But this is kind of a different pressure. This is like a psychological pressure for the shellfish. It's like an irritant, you know, that makes this beautiful gem. Um, and, it, you know, it's always been something that's, um, I think it's quite remarkable that this, uh, that the, um, Mikimoto was able to cultivate them because it really changed. A lot of people lost their lives diving for pearls when they became po- popular, you know, mm-hmm. like a lot of people, um, yeah. So it was, their it lives was, for free diving or just to, to, to get the exactly, pearls. Oh, exactly. And of course we, you know, and, and the overfishing involved because people were depleting this natural resource in such a, which is a huge part of the ecosystem. Those mollusks and mollusks are a huge part of our ecosystems to just rip them all up to just check if they might have a pearl. Um, it's pretty uh, devastating, to be honest. Um, right. One of the most they famous... floods and stuff. You know, they yes, play a huge part exactly. for, the, for the shoreline. Exactly. Um, one of the most famous pearls was the La Peregrina uh, pearl, um, which was purchased by Richard Burton in 1969 for 37,000 US dollars. Now, the value increased over 300 times when it was sold by Christie's in 2011 oh. to 11.8 million US dollars. Oh. Yeah, That's they're insane. very valuable. And I think it's that thing that they, they capture a lot of attention, this like moment in time, this thing that's happened quietly inside a mollusk has um, captured our attention. I have some quotes. I was going to say, do you have any pearls of of wisdom? Pearls of wisdom. (laughs) Good one. I didn't even think of using that. Um, Grace Kelly said, the pearl is the queen of gems and the gem of the queens. And Jackie Kennedy said, pearls are always appropriate. Um, Coco Chanel said, why wear one string when you can wear two? Like, strings of pearls. Um, 
Yeah, so it's, it's uh, and then Susan C. Young, um, another writer said, as a pearl is formed and its layers grow, a rich iridescence begins to glow. The oyster has taken what was at first an irritation and intrusion and uses it to enrich its value. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, there we go. That's the metaphor we're trying to harp on about there. yeah, and John Steinbeck, the last one I really love, which is pearls were accidents and the finding of one was luck. A little pat on the back by God or the gods or both. <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh, thank you. Well, actually, I'm going to quickly look up why we say pearls of wisdom while, while we're on this topic. And um, I, I, It's here. Um, it's something that sounds very wise or helpful. People usually use this expression ironically to suggest that, in fact, they've think the person is saying something very obvious or boring oh oh, oh i didn't realize that <laughs> that's i did not realize that i thought i thought it, I was, thought it was yeah i thought it was a positive meaning i'm on Collins dictionary that's uh there we go wasn't the, i didn't realize it was such a sarcastic thing to say <laughs> i didn't realize that either i have to bear that in mind well chris thank you so much for your sharing today i really enjoyed your audio column on pearls thank you so much until next week <laughs> bye for now bye